1: Pastor Keith Crosby of Hillside Church.
2: Like Paul said, I pled that he may take it away. And so you could say, please donate to us, because we sure didn't earn it, our daily bread. Please grant to us our daily bread. Please, please, please give us what we need for survival today. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not my will, Father, but your will. Give us what we need for life today. I can
0: see the promised land Though there's pain
1: within the plan There is victory in the end Your love is my battle
0: cry The anthem for all my life Every dragon will fall
1: Hello and welcome to today's edition of the Grace to Live radio broadcast with Keith Crosby, Senior Pastor of Hillside Church in San Jose, California. We are blessed and honored that you've chosen to spend time with us today, and we would encourage you to follow along with us in your Bibles if you can. On today's program, Pastor Keith continues our study from the Gospel of Matthew, entitled, Lord, Teach Us to Pray. So if you have your Bibles... Please return with us to the Gospel of Matthew, Chapter 6. Now here's Pastor Keith with today's study.
2: Give us this day our daily bread. And that's why the whole name it, claim it theology, and the whole prosperity gospel, and those who practice it, are demonic, they're satanic. This isn't the wisdom that comes down from above, it's a wisdom that is found on earth that is earthly, natural, and demonic, not from the Father of lights in whom there is no variation or shifting shadow, but from somewhere and someone else, and we want to serve God. I'm reminded that the Apostle Paul reveled at some level in his dependence upon God, at his weakness. It, doesn't mean, it didn't mean that he enjoyed trials. It didn't mean that he enjoyed being a day and a night at sea. It didn't mean that he enjoyed being stoned. It didn't mean that he enjoyed all that. But what it, did, it does mean is that he loved his God and trusted his God. And in 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10, we read this. So to keep me from becoming conceited, independent, self-absorbed, self-reliant. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, nobody saw what Paul saw. A thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from being conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should should leave me. But he said to me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Give us this day our daily bread. We, like Paul, need to humbly ask God to attend to our needs in accordance with the wisdom in accordance with his will, not asking for more than we need, but asking him to get us through each trial inch by inch, day by day. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the humble. Blessed are the content. Blessed are those who understand how small they are and how big God is. For theirs, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Remember that this Lord's prayer, this model prayer is all part of the Sermon on the Mount, and follows after the Beatitudes. And as Paul says, for the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You know, some of us get to experience that in the here and now. Some of us will experience it later. Some of us have experienced it in the past. For when we are weak... And when we are dependent, we are strong. Why can Paul and why should you have this attitude? Well, apart from Christ, we can do nothing. We're useless, powerless. Which brings us to our second reality. Reality number two is this. Your need, your need of Christ, your need of this daily bread, your need of this provision is real and urgent. You need to recognize your need is real and urgent. Look again at Matthew 6, 11. Give us this day our daily bread. It's an imperative. It's an urgent plea. Give us now, here and now, what we need here and now. Our life, our breath, our health, our possessions, our talents, all originate from God. They originate from the resources that God has created and made available to you to me and to others. The writer of Hebrews tells us that he holds all things together by the power of his word. I mean, you just have to sometimes stop and take a step back, slow down, be still, and know that he is God and think about it. I spend a lot of time these days researching nervous systems. We have a central nervous system, like your spine and all that kind of stuff. We have your your peripheral nervous system, which is your hands, your feet, and your legs and everything that governs that. You have your autonomic nervous system. That's your organs, your heart, your lungs. All this stuff happens automatically. Every breath that you draw, every molecule or whatever of oxygen that goes into your bloodstream to feed your muscles and your nerves, your brain, it's all from God minute by minute, day by day. There's a book I've been reading called Fearfully and Wonderfully Made by Paul Brand and Philip Yancey. Its subtitle is A Surgeon Looks at the Human and Spiritual Body. It, it's an amazing thing that God does for us each and every day. I remember uh, sitting with a medical doctor and he was, he's actually a PhD. He was a professor at a, at a medical school in Missouri. And he talked about that when a baby goes down the birth canal, its head rotates. I can't remember now, but it's 15 degrees to the left or to the right. If it doesn't do that, baby and mother may die. And statistically, it's it's a statistical impossibility that that's going to happen. And yet it happens every day, time and time again, in every city and every country in the world at some point in the day. Give us this day our daily bread. We do well to recognize our dependence on Him. Because when we try to do it ourselves, when we try to be rugged individualists, and there's nothing wrong with taking the initiative in life and things like that, God uses us when we do things like that in accordance with His will. But when you lose sight of your dependence upon God, of His necessity, for every inch of thread that makes up the fabric of your existence you come close you take a step closer to wandering out of the sheepfold and into the deception of eve and into the sin of adam they looked at the fruit and the fruit looked good to them and based on their experience they took and ate and sin and death entered into the world and spread to all because all sins should we be so dependent I mean, after all, aren't we children of the king? As the heretics teach, you know, when health, wealth, and prosperity. Listen to this prayer from Proverbs. We don't really think about Proverbs having prayers in it. Proverbs 38b, at the end of verse 8 and 9. Listen to this prayer. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me. Lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Look what I've done. Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. What's going on here? From Genesis to Revelation, Give us this day our daily bread. You know, last week we talked about believers being sort of like secret agents, operating on a need-to-know basis with compartmentalization around the world each of us with our own piece of redemptive real estate, with our little corner on the stage of the unfolding drama of redemption. So we can say, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. But that is linked to give us this day our daily bread. It's through that lens that we see the ramifications of this. He will supply us with the ordinance that we need for this battle. He will supply us with the wisdom we need and the endurance we need for this trial. With the the grace and the love and the friends that we need for this heartbreak. On his terms and on his schedules and not our own. Why? Because when we when life is too good, Christians get too busy for God. And so, don't, you know, so the writer of Proverbs says, don't give me more than I need, give me this day my daily bread. Because when we forget God, our witness, our testimony, our credibility, and our outreach suffers. As we say in our hearts, maybe not with our lips, who is the Lord? The meaning here is simply that of regular day-by-day supply and provision of our needs. So that we will put our faith and keep our faith in the Lord one day at a time, moment by moment. Now the question arises, well, aren't we to look to the future? Yeah, we still look to the future. But as someone wiser and smarter than me writes, he may give us a vision for his work that he calls us to do in the future. But his provision for our needs is daily, not weekly, monthly, or yearly to accept the Lord's provision for the present day without concern for our needs or well tomorrow is a testimony of our contentment in his goodness and faithfulness. Remember Paul's words, for the sake of Christ, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Remember what the writer of Proverbs said, Feed me with the food that is needful for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Contentment is found in depending on Christ, day by day, inch by inch, understanding that our need in the moment, here and now, is real and urgent. And why is this so important? Well, that brings us to our third reality. There is no place in God's kingdom for self-reliance. There is no place for self-reliance because it leads to self-worship like Adam and Eve and others before us. I mean, you hear great—you testimonies of great Christians who fall and fall hard because they got beyond give us this day our daily bread. When you look at this in uh, Matthew six eleven, there's an invisible please there. It's the nature of the grammar. When you go before a potentate or a king or a sovereign, you make no demands. You beg. You plead. Like Paul said, I pled that he may take it away. And so you could say, please donate to us because we sure didn't earn it, our daily bread. Please grant to us our daily bread. Please, please, please give us what we need for survival today. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not my will, Father, but your will. Give us what we need for life today. We are his dependents. And if we respect and hollow his name, we will look to him and acknowledge him and depend on him. When Jesus says, give us this day our daily bread, in the Jewish mind, they hearken back to Exodus 16 where God miraculously fed his people in the wilderness day by day, inch by inch, with manna. Each day he supplied Israel just enough manna for that day. And he told them, collect enough for that day and that day only. And if they took more than they needed, they found it laced with worms the following day. You know, it's sad because... You think of the rich history of Judaism and how probably after the first century they lost touch with reality in terms of their scriptures and everything else. You would want them to learn to depend on God. Give us this day our daily bread implies strength for today and, and tomorrow's strength for tomorrow. A day-to-day reliance on God should be enough for the believer, enough for his or her peace of mind. And that's why perhaps 14 verses later in Matthew 6, uh, 25 to 34, we read this. You have to remember, you know, sometimes people pluck a Bible verse out of the sky, out of a passage, out of context, and they forget the flow of thought. And that's one thing we've been emphasizing, particularly through revelation with all the shiny objects people obsess over. What is the discourse talking about? So you go from the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit, to give us this day our daily bread. You see a common thread woven through the text of Scripture, through the fabric of God's Word. And then you land here towards the end of this discussion about a heart and a head given over to worship in Matthew 6, 25 and 24. And you listen to this because it expands on these petitions, particularly give us this day our daily bread. Jesus says, and who's Jesus? God God in the flesh, the Son of God and God the Son says this. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body or what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them are you not more valuable than they are? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But But instead, seek first God's kingdom. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. In other words, give us this day our daily bread. Give us today's supply of what we need for today and we will be content and trust in you and seek first your kingdom. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Provide us what we need to survive today so that we can hallow your name and do your will on earth as it is done in heaven. So when you pray, pray then this way. Our Father in heaven, give us today what we need for this day. I mean, think about it. Is there any better way to live? You start charting your own course and you end up like that sheep that wandered out of the sheepfold, wandered out of the shepherd's protection into the teeth of the predator. And were it not for God, were you not eternally secure in your salvation, once saved, always saved, where would you be? And think about this. Would you rather pray the way Jesus prescribes or the way a modern author, cashing in, takes a prayer and makes it into a magical incantation? And where is he today? So would you rather repeat Jabez's words over and over or, or think Christ's thoughts after him? Would you rather think Right thinking leads to right actions, attitudes, words, and deeds, or would you rather just say, do some juju or some voodoo? What's it going to be? So what now, what next? What do you do with this? Give me, give us today our daily bread. Give us what we need for life. I want you to realize this is an extravagant prayer for provision that you can pray like God in the flesh prescribes when you need God's provision, which is essentially at least in my experience, every moment of every day. I mean, you may be facing your employer at work the way that Nehemiah faced Artaxerxes and dash off this prayer for wisdom because you've got to give just the right answer in just the right way. Give me what I need, O Lord. Give me the answer I am to give. You can pray this prayer for strength in the moment as you stand over a loved one in a trauma unit. Resourceless, humanly speaking. Not knowing what to do next and say, give me, give us this wisdom that we need right now for this trial. You can pray this prayer and strength for a moment when you confront your boss with politicking on the job when it shouldn't be done. And he's excavating maybe your Christian values or something like that. And you can say, boy, give me wisdom, Father, for this. That's a lot of political talk for a business meeting. You can pray this prayer if you're facing a long illness day in and day out as every task that was once through becomes incredibly, incredibly frustrating. Give me the measure of strength that I need here and now for this moment, here and now for this disease today. You can pray this prayer in the midst of a marital conflict. Father, help me to speak to my spouse in the way that he or she needs to hear me speak so that we can bring you glory, so that we can bring each other good. You can pray this prayer in the midst of persecution. Lord, grant me the words to say to bear witness to you and to not cause others to stumble or for the heathen, to use an archaic term, to blaspheme your name. Here's an extravagant prayer that I bet always receives an answer. And probably a yes answer, I'm pretty sure. Give us this day our daily bread. God, give us what we need for life today according to thy will. Your will be done. In one sense, this petition is the heart of the whole Lord's Prayer, the whole model prayer. And the question is what are we going to do with it? Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for this prayer. It's a prayer that sustains many of us every inch of every day, Lord, in the midst of every trial and hardship. It's a prayer. It's a prayer that we know that you're going to supply because every time we draw a breath, every time our heart continues to beat, every time the electrical impulse, Lord, on the, makes our heart muscle contract and blood courses through our veins and oxygen through our lungs, you are giving us this day our daily bread. And we know Lord that you want your kingdom to come that you want your will to be done and you have chosen us as the agents of bringing that about instruments in the Redeemer's hands so help us to think to say and to pray give us this day our daily bread that we would not be overfilled and say who is the Lord but we would look to you as a baby looks to a nursing mother for our survival for our provision for our care, for our love, for our life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Pastor Keith Crosby on today's edition of Grace to Live.